Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. We drink tequila. We talk. Welcome to Team Tequila Talks. Talk, talk. So this is, um, you know, this is why we need to just do a little sip of Holy smokes, let's start. We definitely need to start with a big breath and cheers. We're gonna set an amazing and a, a, oh my god! <laughs> so, look, do not start. Do not start with this shit. <laughs> Cheers. 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 In, 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 in. They say if you don't look at people's eyes, you get bad sex for seven years. Seven years. I think that happened to me once, so I don't want to do <laughs> well, that. Well, I've had seven bad years? sex already before that. Seven years seems like a long time. Like today? Maybe seven <laughs> today? Was your bad yet. sex today? Yeah. You had bad sex today? Not yet. Oh. Well. That is a very interesting welcome to Team Tequila Talks. Cassandra Gina Malinger and Gonzalez with our resident guest from the House of Strong, Mark Strong. And we are so lucky to have our international guest, Dr. Janine Burley House, who is a dear friend of mine and ours, and also an all-around wellness expert. Just backgrounds in anything wellness you can think of, chiropractic, yoga, breath work fitness, muscle development and and nutrition and supplementation. And if she, if you've heard of it in the wellness world, Dr. Geneve has done it. Thank you. She's the queen. I love that intro. Well, she also loves tequila, which is why we're happy to have her here from another country. Yes, Canada still counts as another country. Is it though? Well, I think it is. Do you need a passport to go there? Yes, but you can still get the same products. Well, not Coso, right? We were just talking about some of our favorite supplements, and would you said it was more expensive to ship it to Canada than it was to purchase the product? Almost double. We love Coso. What is Coso, Mark? So Coso is a fermented drink with over 100-plus fruits and veggies, and it takes over a year to make. It has prebiotics, probiotics, and postbiotics. That's amazing because it takes over a year to get to Canada, too. <laughs> <laughs> they can just ferment it on the way. Right? Just put it in the process. Yeah. Oh, put it's it ready. It's ready. <laughs> ding, ding. We are with our special guest in from Canada. We had a, man, we've had a rough start this morning. There have been a lot of hiccups in our day in general. And so I think that this is just, let's do a double cheers mm-hmm. to set a doubly good intention here. Yes. Uh, cheers. 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 And we're here. We're happy to have you here. And we're just sipping on this Rosé Reposado tequila. And it's an interesting tequila because you don't see a ton of Rosé Reposado at all. Yeah. What makes it Rosé? It red. is pink. Take a look at it. It's no, pink. I know, but what? what um, red wine, red wine, red wine barrels. Oh wow! Mm-hmm. It's blanco tequila that they then um, think four year aged, and then they put it in red wine barrels, and then that sits there for like another like year, and then they strain it through like a, a charcoal process. Which get um, Comos is Mediterranean inspired, and this one process when they strain it through the char- charcoal, and then they put it in these. Now I don't know how to pronounce this, so. Obviously, it's me pronouncing this. <laughs> um, amphorae. They're gr- Greek amphorae bottles. 
I don't know that word either. This yeah. is one of our favorite things to do at Team Tequila Talks is to Google shit yeah. Yeah. and look up how to pronounce things because I, we want to encourage everybody to explore and discover on your journey with tequila. So, yeah. Yeah. And basically they're huge. So Are we taking a foray into the foray? Yes. Amorphore? Yes. I say amphore. So that's what it's going to be called today. Let me check Okay, people? This is beautiful um, though. And, and Rosé is going to get all the... All the Karens excited across both nations. <laughs> True fact. <laughs> I don't know if you can get this in Canada yet, so maybe Probably this not. will be a nice preview and the something you can look for. Amphoray. Amphoray. It's Greek. Amphoray. Oh, you've been Amphoray. to Mykonos. He's, he's, he's half Greek. He's been to Mykonos. He's Going Greek from the Mykonos doesn't make you half Greek. <laughs> no, it does. So I don't think if like we're, if you get a percentage from going to a country, I mean, I guess you're Canadian. Well, I'm kind of Canadian anyway by association, well, you by gotta, marriage, and by child. No, you have a lot of Canadian in you. Oh, how long have you lived in Canada? Did we just up the yeah. rating on this podcast? I, mean, I think we did. I think <laughs> I got to R. Yeah. Let me finish telling the people. You're okay, referring so to these, the child I grew, right? Right. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. So the Amphorae bottles are, I think, a large wooden vase that's tilted on its side, and then they allow in a certain amount of oxygen and rotate and rock these large barrels, and basically it gives it a round, smooth flavor with the slightest impression of sweet. So is this a Greek tequila? No, it's Mediterranean-inspired. It's, it's in Jalisco, Mexico. Okay. And they still do the volcanic ash, all yeah. the things with the uh, agave, 100% agave. They do the same process, but it's they don't do the ceramic pots that they normally do, the ovens. Yeah. They do this whole process. The Mediterranean process is the charcoal column, which removes the impurities, creating a smooth kind of crystallino kind of vibe. Yeah. So this is a, it's a Greek family and they loved tequila and wanted to distill in the style of a Mediterranean liquor. Okay. So even the bottle, can you grab the bottle and we can refill this anyway? I know it's early for a refill, but it's been a day. Well, mine's almost empty. It has been a day. Yeah. So this is the Rosé Reposado Rosa. So the Rosé Reposado. And... You can see that the bottle, this is Casa Como's tequila. They also have an Añejo Cristalino, which we're going to get to that in a minute because that's a new fun trend in tequila as well, which our friend Annie from Avion introduced us to. And we're, we're going to work our way toward that too. But we thought that this one was really interesting because neither of us had ever actually seen a rosé reposado it's we went gorgeous over, and the bottles even it's very mediterranean too. right so it's here, very green you see this is the sun oh yeah just that's the sun and here is the salt on this side and this is the sea on this the side sea. which are all, all as we know this green. is some fifth element shit yeah. Yeah. lulu dallas multipass yeah so they use greek <laughs> oh, fucking love that movie <laughs> so much so these are Greek symbols, Mediterranean Greek symbols that they put on the bottle, but these are handcrafted bottles in Mexico. Another interesting thing about this bottle that I'm seeing right now, this is only batch number three, zero, zero, three. So this is some new, new shit right here. And they have the bottle number. It's written in in, in a pen. This is handwritten. And it says batch, argue marker. batch number three. This looks like a ballpoint pen. Yes. It does. Certified gluten-free, just another benefit of yeah. tequila. Um, so it's just, it is it Echo in Mexico, meaning it is definitely made in Mexico. However, this is a Mediterranean Greek family, and they wanted to use processes that are similar to the Mediterranean style. 
I think the rosé is interesting. And what's the price point? Is this like oh, is this a, like like eighty bucks, ninety bucks? Mm-hmm. It's a hundred bucks. So about yep. two hundred Canadian <laughs> people. Things Six in Canada thousand are, Canadian. Yeah. Things in Canada are slightly more expensive than here in the U.S. Mm-hmm. A little bit. Um, a little bit. This bottle um, is made in Mexico, though, and on their website, they keep saying we are Mediterranean-inspired. They do not want to impede on the tequila processes. This is only batch number three, zero, zero, three. So this is some new, new shit right here. They wanted to make sure their tequila could be called tequila. Well, and the council's very strict with that. Very strict. So they they were going to say Mediterranean tequila, and it's a heck no. So they said Mediterranean-inspired tequila. Yeah, do fair. you think that the council, like when I hear the council of tequila, I think that they should be like in robes. Yeah, Black absolutely. robes with hoods. Yeah. With, or like yeah. wigs at like they do in European oh, courts, right? Yeah. Yeah. In British courts. I just feel like the council, the tequila the council. council, there should be something ceremonial Agreed. to it. If not, just... We should look up the member. We'll okay, it, we're going to put it in the comment suggestion box. So yeah. you have this gorgeous bottle. What's... Uh, to the team, where you're going to use one as a vase, would you put out this one with a vase, or would you do your Casamigos kind of classic blue and white? Well, cl- cl- Casamigos is clear. Classe Azul right. is the blue and yeah. white. And it's the standard Comos bottle My is, ignorance is showing. much more <laughs> like the Classe Azul bottle. Yes, okay. It's blue. very much that white and Mediterranean yeah. blue. Mm-hmm. This bottle happens to be pink because it is a Rosé Reposado. The Añejo Cristalino bottle, also by Comos, is silver, clear, right? Oh. Yes. So I think it depends on what variety you are you're working with but either way you can see the mediterranean inspiration regardless of the yeah. color it's a beautiful bottle it is a, a beautiful, beautiful bottle, bottle. Mm-hmm. it really is and, and i like natural materials like i you know at glass i would take this over glass any day mm-hmm. but no plastic things no i mean no. tequila and plastic is that a thing? No. no well probably well one um, thing that a lot of people i don't think that are that are aware of have you ever seen a water bottle I'm talking about your run-of-the-mill when you were a kid at a soccer game or, you know, you're at a concert or special event. And it'll say, if you notice on the label, it'll say expiration date. And it's usually like two years from then. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I remember being a kid and always thinking, why the F does water expire? Because the plastic leaches. The plastic leaches into the water, especially if, if you are driving around in your car and you have the same old plastic water bottle yeah. that you're filling and up been, again and, you live and in again. California. And it's heated, which yeah. is a no-no. That, yeah. 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 The sun comes in, and the sun releases, it bakes that plastic, changes the composition, releases the microtoxins and microplastics into the water. And that is what makes water expire. Yeah, so it's like enjoy your cancer with your hydration. <laughs> <laughs> well, here at Team Tequila Talks, we always talk about balance. Yes. <laughs> so in Maybe ca- not in that Right, respect. in California. California, there was just recently an article, and I just looked it up because I was like, I just heard about microplastics in the water in California. There are microplastics. I mean, obviously, we live by the water, by the ocean, but the amount of microplastics is all is like federally mandated and also state, and it's above the limit, and it's in every water. So you go to the bar, that filtered that water yeah. they use at the bar, it has microplastics in it. Well, and all the fish you eat, it accrues throughout as the well. We know, have a fishing. Fish there's yeah. a fishing problem now so with all the sushi. at a bar, you have to just drink tequila. Yes. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you'd be better off. This is strained through charcoal, baby. Well, yeah. you're also thinking about the ice, because where does ice come from? Class. 
H two O. The freezer. That's what I mean. If the water is the same source, it is the same source. That's what I'm saying. Is you're also getting like, it when you just when give it to me, neat. Or yeah. getting it. Or give me the bottle only. <laughs> no kidding. No kidding. Well, this is a very smooth tequila. It's beautiful. It I is. Love it. it reminds me a lot of drinking a rosé, actually, just in the tequila family. Like if the tequila had a cousin, a crazy cousin from. Yeah, not, not a crazy color. So it makes it rosé because it was made in red wine barrels. Yes. So you're getting all those notes. This is Blanco tequila yeah. that has been aged. Blanc. Then they put it in the red wine barrels. So normally when you have an aged tequila, whether it is a Reposado or an Añejo, and really the only difference is the amount of time that it okay. is aged, it can be aged in whiskey barrels or it can be aged in oak barrels. Yeah. It, there are different ways of aging it and those are you're going to hear the term proprietary secrets quite a bit so you it it really depends on the brand it really depends on the type of tequila but this just must be super unique with the red that it's absorbing that the red wine has been Mm -hmm. sitting in it certainly gives it a fun spin i would say it's innovative it is innovative it has so what we're tasting here is vanilla butterscotch and dried dark chocolate note blackberries plums and dark cherries the finish is long, rich, and smooth, leaving the impression of chocolate-covered I, I have to say, it's really beautiful. Like, it's, yeah, the it's aftertaste sexy. is really nice. It's, it's nice. nice. It's very summer. Every like, I can sip this by the pool. It's really nice. Yeah. yeah. I can sip this by the pool. No, this would and be you great, don't need, like, that's the thing, you don't need pool. a mixer or anything. Right? Like, I think a lot of people think you always have to have like alcohol with something. This is like beautiful in its pureness. No, well, is, we do. We are drinking Splendrift, which is one of our favorites, just to kind of have on the side to stay hydrated. Um, it's not necessary. I wouldn't even call it a chaser. No. Because you're not trying to even put it no. in the same in the same swallow, I guess. They're done yeah, with the rating. Yeah. Wow. We're talking about swallowing Apparently, on the show? You know what? <laughs> we are human. Are we? We are human. Do you guys know, I remember going to a bar specifically i'm talking saddle ranch that's on sunset i went this one wasn't universal city um but i went with a friend and we said what kind of rosé do you have because we were waiting to go into like an event at universal studios and said, what kind of rosé do you have and she said well i don't got any on the menu but i can make you some and i went both my friend and i were like that is not how that works. And yeah. she goes, sweetheart, or it was honey. Honey, I grew up in wine country. Just tell me what you like. You like tannins? You like dry? You like sweet? You like fruity? You like crisp? And we're like, you, you can't make rosé. <laughs> and she took, because she made, I pay to see she, it was red wine, people. white wine, and she like topped it off with soda. I was we worried she like, was going to put her lipstick in the glass a little no. bit and give it a Okay. No. Well, we, we actually didn't order it, but I think someone else heard, like someone else ordered it and she just made it. And we it's were, our oh, house made rosé. We, we obviously ordered tequila instead, but we were trying to, we were just kind of killing time. We were just yeah. sort of trying to ease into the evening and it was kind of happy hour. <laughs> so why not have a glass of rosé? It was something, you know, warm outside. But a lot of people, I mean, a lot of people that I've talked to having been involved in a winery for almost a decade now, some people are not familiar with the process of how you actually make a rosé and yeah. why is it pink and it tastes kind of more like a, a white. white. Yeah. And it's just because it you're still using the red grapes, but you're taking the skins off. Exactly. So they're all red grapes. You know, you're, a lot of times you'll see a rosé of Pinot Noir from Oregon yeah. or, a, you know, something from Provence. It is a red grape, but you're taking the skin 
off, which so it's still going to leave behind this pinkish color, which is exactly. I mean, it's not exactly what's happening it's, here, but it's yeah. it's the the essence left behind, and it's you the get essence. the essence. You yeah. totally taste like this. Tastes like they call it Rosa Reposado, but it tastes like rose, rose tequila. Right, oh. rose just means pink, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. They call it. It's this is Reposado Rosa is what this is called. Yeah, yeah. So uh, the other new trend in tequila, which we mentioned a second ago, is Añejo Cristalino. Is and that your Cristal of the... Kind of. So it's... You, you heard it here. Actually... Hashtag. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't the Cristal of... It's, it's so actually, the first person to create clear Añejo was Heterodura, actually. Otra Añejo. Oh, really? See, I'm not a fan of Heterodura because it's I very peppery. But they were the first. They well, were. you know what? Points for innovation. That's yeah. why we pre- one of our very first episodes was an episode from... It was Salsa V. Cuervo mm-hmm. because we were trying to pay homage and respects mm-hmm. to the fact that they did it first and they made tequila a thing. So yeah. they weren't our favorites, but they got points for making tequila what it is today. Not yeah. what it is today, but introducing it to the world. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah, but it's so delicious. So Anejo Cristalino, there's generally what we're talking about. Our basic classifications of tequila are going to be silver, Reposado añejo and silver is going to be clear. Reposado is going to be a light brownish, brownish, and then an añejo is going to be more of that richer caramel color. And really, the only difference between that reposado and añejo is going to be the aging and how long it has aged. It's usually the same process; it's just the amount of time it spends in the barrels. But the añejo cristalino is a very new thing, and it comes out being completely clear and silver. Mm-hmm like a silver but it is an aged tequila Mm -hmm. and it's just brighter people say like i was like i have we haven't had it yet we will feature it on the show um people just say it tastes like a nejo but it's just clear and does it have it kind of that like nice thick it's the same it It has a thick feeling yeah they said it's bold like like you feel like you're like wow weird it's just that they filter it through the charcoal it's like that yeah so it removes all the rich flavors i mean it doesn't because some wines are filtered through whaleboline Teeth tusks, right? Like what? the teeth. Yeah, oh, really. It's very specific. Yeah. So I, I was reading a lot. This is, you know, I love to read about you nutrition read? and stay up on all the dates. All I know I've changed nutrition. all the nut milks I drank because of Cassandra. <laughs> and when she was talking about supplements, I have to give it up to her. She's actually the supplement queen, and I'm always like watching her Instagram, like. No more oat milk. Jesus. No more oat milk. <laughs> it tastes like cardboard anyway. Good riddance. No, yes. I know. If you if you want to keep eating what you want to eat, sometimes don't go on Cassandra's Instagram. But I find I find healthy substitutions We're for so everything. <laughs> yeah, and you know, we I make pizza, homemade pizza with my daughter all the time, and it is delicious. And people are like, "But is it really?" I'm like, "Yes, it is." Or it I wouldn't keep is. doing it. Yeah, I wouldn't be yeah. doing it for years. I've I would, had it. Yeah. I would have the nights where I'd say, "Screw it," and just order yeah. the regular junk pizza. But we have fun doing it. It's something we enjoy together and it is good when you get quality ingredients you just kind of have to plan ahead as yeah. opposed to winging it and just throwing whatever like on there last yeah. minute and going to Ralph's yeah <laughs> exactly I have a question for you guys now that we're into it we can refill as needed mm-hmm. who needs a refill me I think we all need refills these are very small glasses we're excited to check out all of these new tequilas and as Sherry and I have done before we went to you know, Barkeep and Silver Lake and really had a great conversation and that's where this bottle came from. So shout out to Barkeep and Silver Lake. And it's great to be able to go into the store 
and it's really nice to poke around. Is that, is that okay for you? I absolutely would trust the people from Barkeep to say, hey, just pick me out a cool bottle. Here's what I'm looking for because they were so knowledgeable, and that's the importance of finding a good tequila source. But it's fun to go in and look at the bottles and start getting your brain going because yeah. sometimes when you're talking to them and they say, well, this one has notes of blood orange or this one has notes of cinnamon, well, now I want to change what type of cocktail I want to make with it, right? right. Yeah. So it's always ideal. Would you make you have a cocktail the, with this though? I like I I wouldn't. It's yeah, an ultra. It's an ultra high end luxury tequila, yeah. which means it's sippy. Yeah. This is sippy. gonna sound crazy. Getting sippy with it. But I'm a little inspired. I would actually do like a frosé. With like, oh, like the popsicles that I made. The ones yeah, that so are I would do like a fruit. frozen strawberry situation, dab of coconut water, and then just put this on top. Well, that's a note in it. Strawberries is a note. So. Well, but so what I do so in the summer. It depends on how you pair it because I can see this being a topper. It could be a topper. It can frozen. also be what I do is I kind of make frozen margaritas. And last summer I did frosé where I take fresh raspberries and strawberries and you can either take rosé, I've done blackberry basil margaritas, and then you pour them in the um, popsicle sleeves and stick them all in the freezer. And they take forever to freeze because there's alcohol in yeah. them. You yeah. have to make them like a week ahead of time. This is not an on, the whim, on a whim thing. But it's really fun if you have a party or an event where you want to just sort of mix up the cocktail yeah. offering. You only really have like two of them because... It's like you don't want to be sucking on a popsicle the whole time. Sucking, so swallowing. What are you guys doing to top I'll tell you this. In our Cinco episode, I will get <laughs> local strawberries, and we're going to try this. Yeah. Ooh, that'd be fun. Let's do it. Let's yeah. do it. I'm so down. But when you can't go into the store, what do you do these days? You basically go on to GoPuff, Saucy, DoorDash, and you go on and you say, hey, I need something from BevMo or I think Saucy and GoPuff have their own stores. Uh, remember back in the day, Pink Dot? Uh, yeah. LA Pink Dot is so expensive. Know. But Jesus now Christ. it's expensive. It didn't used to be that it expensive. It didn't used to be that expensive. No, I don't know what they're doing now, but well, no. But they, you now go on and you put in your order, and not just for alcohol, but also food. And these services are nice. They are a luxury but I personally want to talk about whether we think that the whole service fee and, and more importantly, tipping situation has gotten out of hand. I mean, yes. I, yes. I am a hardcore believer yes. that tipping is connected to customer service. And yes, despite what a company pays its employees as a customer, that is not my concern when I'm going to eat or drink. And I think bad service is still bad service all over the world. There is, I'm so, you know, we, we talked about this on the way over and I was like, am I going to come off as really like harsh with saying this, but it, this whole like situation with tapping now and every time it's like 15% or, or in our for restaurants a drip in Canada, coffee, would you like to tip 25% for the 28%, 25%, you know, I'm going to be honest, like DoorDash takes <coughs> a lot from the place that they're doing plus you they pay do. a fee. Yep. So who, pay your employee. You know, and, and I don't mind paying a tip on a service, but I agree with you. I think it's at the place where it's just, it's kind of out of hand, you know, you, you, it's yeah. everywhere. It's, and it's, and it's also aggressive too. Like sometimes you'll be at dinner 
And they will assume they're tipped for you. It's oh, like, um, all the time. excuse me? No. Well, there's like 18%. Remember, we all went out. No, 28% in Canada. That's the default one. I'm like, oh, um. That's a good buy, good night. I'm not paying yeah. you 100% of my bill in an additional 30%. On top on of tax. Top of and, tax. And, and I don't know if you guys have tax. We have a yeah, lot have of tax. tax. No, we have yeah. a lot of tax. Especially, yeah. especially in This LA. ain't Texas. We got tax in California, I guess. There's yeah. actually a lot of tax in, in Texas because oh. we don't have income tax. Right. In Texas. Look, you got to pay the man. Is a good, you got to pay the man. You're going to pay taxes. You can't avoid it forever. You got to pay somebody. That's true. But so I think one of the things that is even starting to bug me, and I worked in the service industry for over a decade. Uh, I same. had several different I jobs. I think everyone should work in the in service the, industry. Well, the, and, but the thing is, at the end of the day, I knew that if I hustled for a table that I deserved a good tip. And it worked out that way most of the time. I also knew if I dropped the ball, that I didn't deserve a great yeah. tip. And so if my tip was less than 20%, it's like, well, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. That's yeah. fair. Because what you're paying for, I mean, the, the, an acronym TIPS is to ensure prompt service. That's where it comes from. You know, mm -hmm. we're talking about what, 200 years ago. I don't yes. know how long the term uh, was A very long time ago. Right. But now it's, that also just kind of used to be, um, when I was a server in Texas, I was making $2.13 an hour which was allowed, it was an exception to minimum wage because they assume that you're making that's tips. tips. That's the same thing that we always had is a lower wage. But also if you're down to hustle, and clearly there are some slower days where you're like, man, this shift wasn't worth coming in. I'm not really making any money. There's also on the flip side of that, you have a really busy weekend and you get a huge party and you make a bunch of money. Yeah. And if you don't like that and you're not willing to hustle for the service and the customer service, then you should probably go work in retail or somewhere where there is a fixed hourly wage. I agree. And commission, yeah. Yeah, I, I think. retail. Yeah, I think. Though. Yeah, I think when you go to a restaurant and it's 18% gratuity included no matter what, I have an issue. Because I'm like, what do you mean no matter what? Like, well, the people yeah. aren't inspired to have That's like Miami well, they Beach know that they're Ocean getting and you get, It's automatic. But you, you usually get terrible service when it's included. And, and especially true. during this pandemic, because there's a lot of people who, you get this feeling that, oh, you're lucky to be in here. Instead of, we're so lucky to have you. Thank you for coming to spend your money. We're excited to serve you. We're yeah. excited to yeah. nourish you. But they give they give their bad service because they know that it's included. So it's like, Absolutely. oh, I know I'm getting my cut. So it's just like, I'll give you what I want to give you. Well, yeah. Which I, is what I'm not okay with. I'm Even okay with DoorDash and Postmates. And by the way, I think Postmates is the worst service. They're like, they're, they always have so many hiccups. Their customer service is non-existent. Every single order. I deleted the app because everything I've ever gotten. Should I delete my app too? Wrong. Yeah, they're tracking your Listen, info, buddy. we get one choice in Canada, and it's DoorDash. So I'm hearing about these cream DoorDash puffs okay. and whatever else you guys have. But my oh, issue okay. with the cream puffs, the, the rating is going to be through the roofs on this one. We're going to be rated X by the end of the episode. <laughs> is that a cream puff or cream pie? I don't know. Oh my God. <laughs> I don't know. Who's the topper? <laughs> so with DoorDash, or even when you, like, for example, I remember this happening maybe, like, seven, eight years ago and being – on vacation and going to a spa and being super pumped because it was like a nice hotel and I was making a whole afternoon out of it, brought my book ready to zen out for the day because I love a spa, right? And I go and they just said, 
Um, we actually check you out at check-in. We get your yeah. card because we are going to let you stay and use the facilities as long as you'd like, and you can leave when you want to go. You, we also have a back door that leads to the pool, and you can just whatever. Can we just get your card for the services? And I said, absolutely no problem. Here's my, also my room number, whatever. Yeah. And they go, okay, and what type of gratuity would you like to leave for your massage? And I'm like, I don't know. I haven't had it yet. What if it's awful? <laughs> also, if it's great, I have no problem leaving 30%. Same. Absolutely. This is a problem no, with assumptions. And yeah. it, it's gotten to a place where tips are some sort of assumptions that well no matter what happens in this place you're giving 20 percent then no just add what. it to the bill why are you it. even asking yeah. and well that the problem is is that they are everything's higher yeah. but they're also including 18 percent gratuity everything's yeah. three to four dollars higher it's the like pro- they ex like they expect from other people when it's their circumstance it's like Yes, I get it. That's your job, but that's also not our fault. That that's your yeah. job, well, and it's hard for you. And it's like that is your job, unfortunately. And we've yeah. all been there. Yes, I was a server. There, but you all, I'm not coming expect. from a place where I haven't been there. Right, and I was look when I served and I bartended and I I was a hustler, honey. Yeah. I had my yeah, regulars. I make that money. I was like make building that. my brand and studio. Like I don't expect my clients to tip me. Right. I just don't. I don't expect shit from anyone, to be honest. That's but. actually a rule of thumb in life. You yeah. know, you should. Well, I, do, well, I don't get you make your- And I will put blood, sweat, and tears and 110% into everything that I do because that's the integrity I want to have. Yeah. Yep. And I know I'm never getting a tip. Mm-hmm. And, and nor would I want one. But, but that's how I operate. Yep. Just do right. your best and perfect your craft. Do you guys remember the days where you would just scope out the restaurants in your neighborhood that they'd have the paper to go menus and you have a drawer in your kitchen and you put oh, all the I menus and you call the restaurant directly? And so an interesting thing too about Postmates, DoorDash, all of that stuff is, Geneva, you're right. They definitely charge you a deliver a $3.99 delivery fee and usually it's like a 19% service fee or something yeah. ridiculous but what they don't know and as somebody who has worked in the who's involved in restaurants here as well they upcharge the pricing so for example yeah, you order a poke bowl and if you walk into the poke bowl restaurant it's 75 cents to add avocado if you do it on DoorDash it's two dollars and they pay 25 percent to DoorDash as a commission. Oh, no, that's what I mean. They're dipping from you yep. and they're dipping from the restaurant. So, so they're getting a lot. And it's they crazy. are. And I'll tell you this, Cassandra. You learned how to make a hand roll this this weekend. Yes. Oh, yeah, I never what do we do now? Show. You make your own poke bowl. You that's make right. your own poke. No I, I have a yeah, little bit of fish still. left in the freezer. Yes. That Love that. Yes. I guess my having worked on the server side, host side, et cetera, of restaurants for a very long time. And then also now in this DoorDash era and um, being on the, on the business side of it, I would say that always call the restaurant first, because if you order it, sometimes they actually will have one of my favorite local restaurants has a local delivery driver. They just send a busser up anytime someone in the neighborhood, you have to be in the neighborhood. But you call and you have, you see, first of all, do you have a delivery driver? And most of the time they're going to be like, we don't do that anymore. Just use DoorDash, whatever. Yeah. But also if you are going to be out and about and you say, I don't have time to cook dinner, it is better for you to call the restaurant directly and place an order to go I agree. and pick it up on the way home. Yeah. 
or call, I know in the pandemic, some restaurants are like, we're quitting DoorDash. you got to come in or we have one driver. But because I it was do, eating all of their money. It, well, I think that's, you know. People, so hardworking. Look, look, it's tech, hard to work in a restaurant. But technology, this is the dark side of technology. It's like sometimes the easy way out or what seems convenient at first ends up being a major inconvenience to the business owner, to the customer, and yeah. the worker. And I, and I say this because Glass DoorDash makes like billions of dollars a year. Oh. And these restaurants, some of them are mom and pop spots yeah. who don't have five in one city or 10 restaurants. So for them, I say hire drivers, hire some high school kids. Well, especially drive. if they may be locally pooled, you maybe get three, four restaurants on the same block. Right. That pooled someone. I think too, I mean, restaurants are just doing their best, especially during the pandemic. A lot of restaurants did DoorDash only or pick up or to go only. And if you have DoorDash coming in and taking 20 to 25 percent of your pricing then no wonder they're not able to pay to give their servers increases because they're not making any money off the food they're like breaking even on the food yeah and and just getting even back to the service charges is like I, I really am always looking for meaning and it feels really good for me to tip somebody really well because it means something and you also know? too because I'm an empath but like I remember during the pandemic or like the trending videos of Lyft drivers, Uber drivers, Postmate drivers, mm-hmm. all of those drivers, they would post videos crying that no one tipped them. So for me, I never when I know that, I'm like, let me do my part. Like, that's yeah. just what I think automatically. Let me tip them. Like, I will never be the person to give that person who's crying on camera that experience. So yes, I started... I tip if you're doing a great job, but I just just tip them because it's just. I also like tipping directly. I'd I, rather I, hand I tip them every cash time. at the door as yeah. opposed to doing yeah. it through the app. Yes. So a lot of times I put zero dollars as a tip, and if there's a place for notes, I'll say tip in cash, and I always say hand it to me, do not leave it door because even during you know peak COVID, you could still put on a mask for four seconds and do a handoff at the door outside. And I know people were scared and that was a concern. When Honestly, we didn't we're know. cozy. I'm like, Given just handies at, at the door. door. I'll get it in five but I like, <laughs> But I like to, I mean, I like to give people a cash and a cash tip and look them in the eye and say, thank you so much. Well, you I know, prefer that. I agree. And, you know, I think one thing that the U.S. has done really well is that I'm very worried about um, – Canada and not using cash anymore. There's a, it, well, it, that should be majorly. So this is my story. Two weeks ago, I was by myself, and I uh, was at a restaurant picking up where I live, and he, I had cash. And he said, "We don't accept cash." No. And I said, "There's this is legal tender. This is t- legal like, tender. Call the police." I said, "It was my dinner was sixty two ninety nine. Yeah, I said here is seventy five or eighty dollars because I tipped. Yeah, I tipped because I had a bunch of modifications. My husband has okay. a dang allergies, and I always feel bad. I'm like, don't add this, that. Well, I'll sit here. You can call the authorities. This is the United States of America legal. This is call the money police that and I tell earned. them I didn't give your preferred payment method. Yeah. But here's your money right and here. And I'm like, I'm not paying with it. He was like, you don't have a credit card? Of course I have credit cards, but I. I have that's cash. also not his business. But a lot of people but don't also, have credit cards. What kind of assumption do we have that everyone has a credit card? Well, that's what true. if you have a criminal record? Yes. What if you don't have two pieces of ID? Right. What if you don't have an address? Or what if you're on bank systems? You can be on bank. I I have no tolerance for this anymore. I can't. They're doing that. So they're doing no cash, all no cash in Canada, or like like some spots. Uh, 
a lot of they blamed and, COVID, but I don't think it was COVID. I, I don't think so either. Do you not think Staph Aureus and friggin' every type of herpes is on every dollar bill that you have? Right. Sorry. Yeah, it is. It is. And has been since the dawn of time. Right. People like their assholes with money. At the beginning of COVID, I was told to <laughs> microwave cash because the microwave kills the bacteria and virus. I never but microwave cash. I don't know if that actually works. I don't even use my microwave. Maybe, maybe, uh, Dry I'm it in sorry. a dryer. Dry well, on money cash. is or not no, a just new leave it thing. in the sun. Mm-hmm. What do you like? It goes through hands and hands and hands. It's been through some cartel at some point. Um, like, yeah. There is germs on That has been money. on some stripper's coochie. Oh, yes. That's been. why you wash your hands with money. But look, I love Wait, cash. Wait, shit. How do you spell coochie again? Um, C-O-O-C-H-I-E. <laughs> is that what's in Lady Marmalade? Is it like coochie, coochie? No, it's gitchy, gitchy, gitchy. Oh, if you speak French, I feel like you would know Oh, it's gitchy and coochie the same thing? Actually, speaking of cooch, there is a wax place local on Melrose, the name of their wax salon is called Cooch. Oh, well, I kind of like that. Let's give yeah. things back its original name. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's Cooch. And I love that it's one word, Cooch. We had a Texas version of that. We called them Cooters. Cooters. I know Cooters. Yeah. But that's like Cooters. Was that your version of Hooters? Yeah, Cooter. <laughs> so I actually it, it love their tater tots. No, it's, 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 it is slang for vagina. Are you talking about tater tots? Yeah. Back you in don't the eat carbs, please. No, that please. was years he does. ago. No, he does eat french fries. Look, I see it. Listen, yeah. I, I'm the only one who eats carbs. So, <laughs> just so since know. we have you here, we've got the, the battle of the wellness experts right here to the left and to the right. Thing. You guys both do different types of exercise and function and are very into supplements and nutrition and medicine. And I know that you guys actually see eye to eye and align on a lot of things. We do a lot of recovery tequila cocktails here. We do a lot of hydrating, immunity boosting, and a lot of things to offset just a drinking, traveling, active lifestyle in general. Because if you're working out, you're breaking those muscle fibers. And if you're not putting things like magnesium, potassium Mm. back in your body and you go out and drink, you're going to get that weird Charlie horse in your calf the next day. Yeah. So we always preach balance here at Team Tequila Talks. We talk about this almost every episode, if not every episode. You, more than anybody I know, one of the reasons that we were excited to have you on is because you really embody the lifestyles that we all live with eating the rainbow, being selective with what goes in your body, detox to retox, getting that sweat, but also living your life. If you were going to give the peoples a little bit of advice in terms of balance, or what do you find is something that works for you with balancing, enjoying yourself, being social, having a couple drinks, but also being a mega wellness enthusiast and influencer? For eight years, I didn't drink because I had a postpartum depression and I thought, oh, if I have caffeine or alcohol, I'm going to lose it and go crazy. And it was a really tough time. And so I set all these really rigid rules, which is actually a very much an out of balance state, right? It's creating rules that don't allow for balance and and, and our, our set stories, right? We all know that these set stories have been hardwired in us that you need to work a nine to five job and get a white picket fence. And sorry, those stories aren't going to work anymore because no one can buy a house. Yeah. The real estate market is, is a Nuts. battlefield <laughs> don't out even there. It doesn't matter where you live. So really. yeah, one day I had a girlfriend who's like, why don't you try a margarita? And I was like, well, I can't. Why? Well, I had a postpartum depression. Well, you know, so I think for me not to make the story too long is that the more we listen to our body, the more our body is going to tell us, right? So if you're listening to your body and it feels not very great after eating a cupcake, then maybe 
that much sugar in one shot isn't good for you. And if you're not hydrating, the minute we stop listening to our body is when we overeat or we undereat, or we exercise too much and don't take recovery, or we're into inertia and we're not exercising. I think once you start being really in tune, which includes meditation and movement and actually sitting down when you eat, which I still haven't gotten there yet, but I'm working on it. So we try our best. Truly, I think it's listening, right? And I think all of us are very good at that, actually, is listening. Yes. That, like, you know, I can have um, a night where I am completely embodied in what our party is and, and drinking, but hydrating. And then I know the next day my body needs to be rehydrated and my body needs to move and I need to have a quieter day. So I think that the deeper we listen, the more we're able to live a life that is in balance. Do you find that you have any particular routine or supplement, whether by routine I mean it could be going in a sauna or doing something more calming like your yoga default. or more invigorating, like yeah. a HIIT workout? If you are in general saying, okay, I'm going to go have a fun weekend with my friends, looking forward to this one, by yeah. the way, what is your go-to to balance that out? After the weekend? Before or after? Before is prehydration for sure. And it doesn't matter what you're doing. It doesn't even matter if you're touching alcohol is like get hydrated because if you're going to be dancing your butt off or in a hot climate is get like, and, and, and kind of movement every day actually. And whether that's when you're dancing, when you're at the thing that you're, because you're moving your lymphatics, you're eliciting neurotransmitters. And then, um, the recovery for me, I'm big into baths and orgasms. I think that those are, (laughs) you're speaking Sherry's language now. I do want to say something to Janine before you guys close out this episode. What I truly admire and love about you, that you're also in wellness and you never, ever judged me. And I finally like actually moves my body in a class with you. And I will never forget that. So I commend you. I respect you. And I love you. I love you too. Working out with these two together is holy smokes. It is an experience and just this synergetic vibe. We did an amazing tag team workout where it Mark started, or sorry, Janine started, then Mark came in and then Janine finished and they coordinated on the playlist and the movements like, okay, you're going to do the obliques and you're going to do this and this, and you're going to do the cardio and you're going to do the active recovery. And it was so much fun. I had a lot of friends tap out because Sherry and I are apparently fucking crazy people. And we work out a bunch more. We're like, doesn't everybody work out this much? And everybody was like, no. Like I, I think working out is my like meditation. I can't yeah. think when I work You're out. You're an active meditator. It's my yeah. healing. Yeah. Uh, for I me, that's cooking. Yeah. I don't think about anything else when I'm in the kitchen and I'm creating. This can't is why wait. we're all connected. Okay. Well, we are going to wrap it up. Janine, to, to put a button on it, to put a pin on it. What's it? Oh, am I missing this? It's a button. Is it no, a button? That's how you seal the deal. We're going to seal the deal. What is your all-time favorite tequila cocktail? Or... Sipper. Tequila beverage. Tequila beverage. Oh, I put her on the spot. I feel like there's I, there, there's some thinking. I'm glad you're putting some thought into it, though. You're not just throwing this away. I mean, like, this one. It was great. Thanks so much for having me. I know. <laughs> Don't be boring. I, well, I knew. No, that's exactly what I was thinking in my head is that I'm so boring. <laughs> no, but you like what you like. You like clean. You like I, direct. You I, like direct. We were I talking really about this in the car. You are a, not a boring. Look at that skirt. Margarita. Hello. With... Like just pressed lime and and amazing tequila and a little bit of salt. Yeah, I'm great. a purist. I you're, think. you're a minimalist, which is great. I love that. Purist. I like purist. Yeah. 
Yeah. Minimalism is on its way out. Maximalism is back in. No, it's no. not. Minimalism is not on its way out. As someone who is actively involved in a lot of design, the Scandinavian minimalism was so 20 teens. It is now all well, that's good because my academia. kids call me extra. It's all about maximalism. We'll talk. We'll talk. Oh, yes. On that note, we're going to cheer. It's Wabi actually. Cheers. We're going to cheers. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Well, maybe I have to come back next week. That's yeah. you, know, you, I, you can come I back as many times as you want. Absolutely. Just move to LA. Yeah. Bring the kids. Dr. Jimmy Burley House. Check her out on Instagram. It's always inspirational. It's always fun. And it's just a good vibe if you are just even looking to experiment in wellness or you want to build laugh. out your... You can laugh, too. Your wellness network. As always, the House of Strong... Mark Strong was with us, and he has an Instagram page to be rivaled with. You can check us out as well at Team Tequila Talks, Instagram, YouTube, all the things. And thanks for coming and listening this week. Bye, guys. Bye. 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 Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.